1: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to African Dialogue. You You're tuned into Channel Africa, your gateway to Africa. We we'll bring you news from an African perspective. I'm your host Ayanda Mkwanazi, and you can listen to us on the frequency, uh, on the audio bouquet rather than the DSTV audio bouquet. That's Channel Eight Zero Two, and also on www.channelafrica.co.za. It has been ruled by South Africa's Constitutional Court that the spanking of a child by a parent is unconstitutional. The court delivered a ruling last week stating that reasonable and moderate parent chastisement could can end you up in jail. This judgment trended on social media platforms with South African users debating the social merits and demerits of the judgment. A non-profit organization, Freedom of Religion, said that this decision may hamper parents' right to raise children according to their religious beliefs. While University of Cape Town's Children's Institute declared the judgment as a landmark moment for children in South Africa. Well, to help us with this discussion and to look at the implications of the Constitutional Court's decision, we are on the line to common force who's a senior social worker parent education facilitator and counsellor and counselling supervisor at the parent centre we're also joined by Michael Swain who's the executive director of freedom of religion and Michael Heichbracht who's the chief of child protection and social policy at UNICEF South Africa good morning to all three of you and thank you for joining us good morning morning. and
2: thank you for having us on the show
1: make a I think I should probably start with you. In terms of UNICEF, what's your stance on this uh, judgment?
2: So good morning and um, greetings to all the listeners. So we we welcome very much the judgment that was handed down by the Constitutional Court. As we feel that um, um, in line with the the Constitution and the the Convention on the Rights of the Child, it very clearly prohibits and eliminates corporal punishment in all stages of children's life. Mm. And we are are really saying it is in the best interest of the child that discipline is being achieved without causing any harm or unduly undermining the fundamental rights of the child.
1: Mm. Carmen, let me come to you. What was your immediate uh, reaction to the Concord's judgment?
3: Okay, good morning, everybody, and thank you so much for inviting the Parent Centre. Um, now, at the Parent Centre, we definitely welcoming, welcoming the ruling. Um, at the Parent Centre, we, we try and educate our parents on how to be treating and raising resilient children. Um, and we definitely believe that harsh punishment um, and eating is, is harmful to children. And in turn, we want to make a change and encourage parents to practice positive parenting and treat our children with respect.
1: And, I mean, do you then provide or give parents advice on what other methods to use when it comes to yes. discipline, Carmen? Yes,
3: we do. So at the parent center, when we teach our parents about positive parenting, um, you know, very often parents ask about discipline first. Um, and we really encourage parents to start connecting with their children. There's many other ways of of disciplining children than just eating. Um, So we would, for example, teach parents realistic expectations. We would teach parents that, for example, a two-year-old might not necessarily be naughty, but that it's uh, developmentally Mm -hmm. okay for a two-year-old to be curious. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're teaching parents to understand children better, to understand children's behavior better, and not just necessarily to label it as as naughty. Um, And then we obviously provide parents with the necessary parenting skills to be able to cope with the kind of parenting challenges that they have.
1: Mm. Michael Swain, Executive Director of Freedom of Religion, why is this verdict so um, I don't know if I should say important, but I mean what what are the implications of this verdict for an organisation like yourself?
0: I think the implications are for parents uh, Mm. particularly. The Judgment essentially has settled in law, um, pretty much irreversible in South Africa, that even the lightest form of physical touch by a parent to a child uh, is now deemed to be the crime of assault. The mm. Constitutional Court held that it amounted to violence within the Constitution and is therefore unlawful. What that means is that and, – and let me just stop and say – this actually alters nothing. It has always been a crime to assault a child, to hurt or to harm a child. That was why this defense was historically in place. It was to stop well-meaning, loving parents who might give even something as light as a flick on the wrist or a slap on the hand. Uh, It was to protect them from otherwise facing the full weight of the criminal law. What this judgment has now done is it has exposed every parent to exactly those consequences. So Yes, violence has always been unlawful and absolutely reprehensible. And yes, there are alternative ways to discipline children. And everybody has always known that. Mm-hmm. But what this judgment does is it now criminalizes otherwise well-meaning parents who, if convicted of an assault, which they would be if they were literally uh, seen flicking a child on a wrist, mm-hmm. they would now have a lifetime criminal record. They would probably lose their jobs. They would not be able to get visas. It is very, very Destructive in terms of its social consequences to the fabric of society and therefore not necessarily at all in the best interest of the child.
1: Mm. Michael, do you think that this decision perhaps infringes on the rights of
0: parents? Well, absolutely. Parents have always been entitled to bring up their children according to their own value system Mm. and they have up to this point been allowed as part of the parenting toolkit to mildly correct and discipline their children. So that has now been effectively taken away from them. The state has now come right into the family home. The state has declared to parents, we know better than you do how to raise your children. And that is now the consequences which we will live with. Just to say, if you look at what has happened in other countries, like New Zealand, where this has been banned for 10 years, every single social indicator that everybody hoped would go down has gone up. Child abuse is up. Child neglect is up. Sexual abuse of children is up. Parents report 25% less able to parent their children. 30% of children have Threatened to report their parents to the authorities for using even the mildest form of physical discipline. So mm. this is a, a huge social experiment we're now undertaking in South Africa. Mm.
1: Michael, what are your views on what Michael is saying? Because he puts across a very uh, a good argument that, I mean, well-meaning parents could really get into trouble for a slap on the wrist. And it sort of takes away that discretion or the right of a parent to raise the child up to the person that they think they should be. Well, you
2: know, it is very important that from the beginning, when you plan to have a child, that you create a positive relationship with your child, which is based on dialogue and quality interaction. So that you create a safe environment, you plan um, the child's life and, and, and the quality of your interaction, and you can role model on how to uh, how you want the child to behave and establish rules and, uh, and, and patterns in the form of discipline in the household. This ruling is not aimed at criminalizing parents. It is really the first step in protecting children from more physical violence in the home. What you can see out of all the studies that have been conducted in South Africa and around the world is that actually uh, evidence shows that up to 50% of younger children in the household experience violence in the home which often derives from physical punishment by parents. Now, as Michael is saying, of course, when you are choosing to be a parent, you are there to create a nurturing environment for children and not one of fear and punishment, but more in terms of encouragement, praise, love, care and support. But be firm the moment uh, that a child needs uh Needs to be guided and and it sometimes needs to be disciplined.
1: Mm-hmm. Carmen, what what are your views on 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 what Michael is saying? That essentially it does take away that responsibility that the parent has to raise up a well behaved child.
3: Okay, and again at the parent centre, you know we strongly believe that. Um, There's a major difference between punishment and discipline and I think that is where where many parents or even the public is maybe getting the whole, the whole ruling confused. Mm. Um, Punishment is to inflict pain. And ultimately, the goal of discipline is to be able to be self-disciplined. Mm-hmm. So whenever we're disciplining our children, I mean, I think somebody mentioned it earlier also in terms of role modeling. So when you want them to correct the behavior and you're just eating, what are you ineffectively then teaching that child? Um, when you're spanking the child and the child ends up going to their room crying, the child isn't sitting in the room thinking, oh, but what I did was wrong and this is why my mommy hit me or got the lesson that stealing maybe is wrong. The child is sitting and crying in the room focusing on the pain, focusing on the humiliation um, and yeah. where does that then help the child to be able to learn to be self-disciplined? Um, and again, it is, it is about knowing your children, knowing their unique abilities, um, understanding and having realistic expectations of children. Um, we're living in a violent society and we wanting we wanting that to change um, and the change needs to start in the home. We, As parents, we need to the role model and say that there are more assertive ways of dealing with challenges at the parent center we teach parents about um, being assertive parents um, being respectful we teach about problem solving so when our kids are going to school and they're not happy with something happening in the class instead of them fighting are they learning problem solving skills at home is that something that we may be not modeling to our children at home and the violence then escalates into the schools, into our communities. Um, parents, adults are not allowed to eat each other. If mm. your neighbor comes across and eats you, you can very easily then go, go to the police. Why is it that we view children's rights and children's feelings to be less than of adults? Um, and that is, that is really a major, major concern for us. Um, and again, I think to, to reiterate that the goal of discipline is ultimately for our children to be self-disciplined. But we need to teach our children that their feelings are okay, that we, they need to learn how to manage their feelings. Um, by just being submissive, um, or then just eating, eating all the time. What are we in essence? What are we teaching them? How are we teaching them to survive in a society with all the rules, all the demands? Um, mm-hmm. And again, we need to reduce. We need to reduce the violence in our country. It's, um, yes.
1: Do you think that there are certain societal stereotypes common that inform the fact that spanking, or the opinion that spanking is sufficient disciplining measure for parents to use on children?
3: Yes, um, I do think so. But I think we also need to be, um, we also need to have empathy towards the parents. Parenting mm-hmm. is not easy. Um, you leave home early in the morning. You spend so much time traveling. You at work. You come home and you've got your own stresses. And now your children are coming with their stresses and their feelings. And yes, sometimes as parents, we just don't have uh, the emotional capacity or the physical energy to be able to deal with it. Um, but again, if you could be respectful to listening to your to your partner or your friend um, in a respectful manner in terms of what they're going through, we're saying do the same with your children. Um, when the children's feelings are, are high, when they are unhappy about certain things, maybe we should allow our children to be able to vent and to speak with us uh, and that we need to learn to really listen to them so that maybe they because when children don't feel listened to, and children feel that they're not getting enough attention, um, it comes throughout in their behavior. Um, so we do encourage parents that connection is really, really important. And the connection helps when it comes down like, down the line when we have problems with, with discipline. Um, but definitely at the parents' end, in our experience, we have parents who voluntarily... Come to our training, voluntary. Come to counselling, saying, mm-hmm. "Look, we realize that we're struggling and we need help." Mm-hmm. Um, and to parents like that, we, you know, we encourage the parents and we thank them for having the courage to speaking up. And again, what are we teaching our children? I have a problem. I can't deal with it. I need help. Mm-hmm. Um, so parents are coming out of their own. So they are already parents before the ruling even came. They are already parents who strongly believe that they want to be learning different ways of being able to. Um, connect with the children and then maybe to add that we do get referral from the courts so there have been cases with the statutory organizations where maybe there have been allegations of physical abuse or neglect or that. And when the matter goes to children's court, um, the children the children aren't all being removed. The parents aren't all being sent, um, sent to jail or anything, but they're being encouraged to attend the positive parenting training. They're encouraged to attend the counseling to be able to see how they could make improvements
0: within their home.
1: Mm-hmm. Michael, would you like to add or say something there? I want to just take a quick break after that?
0: Yeah, very much. Look, everybody seems to be conflating, joining together violence against children with loving discipline of a child by a loving parent. Uh, it, it's, it's, also, it's also true to say that yes, parents can get help. They've always been able to get help, and it's good that there are organizations that give it. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, the lady who's just spoken, if a parent now says that they have disciplined a child, uh, with a physical touch then she would be under an obligation as with her organization to report this to the authorities because that would be the confession of a crime mm. so bear in mind that any form of assault which is now any like physical discipline is a crime it's the crime of assault if convicted you will have a lifetime criminal record whether or not you go to jail and that is a pretty chilling thing. That could easily mean parents will be, have their children taken away from them. Mm. Uh, in, in many instances, if you're a teacher, for example, you'd immediately have to lose your job. If you ever applied for a job for social services or as a ch- social worker with a crime of, of assaulting a child or abusing a minor on your record, highly unlikely you're ever gonna get a job. So these have implications that are very, very far reaching. And sadly, I think a lot of what will happen is that, is that the, the most likely thing that parents now do this is what the stats have shown is they neglect their children Mm. they just simply push them out they push them away they they can't deal with them and we've never said violence against children is acceptable it has never been it has always been prosecuted under law but this now just takes this thing uh to a level where parents have literally been had this parenting tool completely removed from their toolkit they can't use it anymore and Mm. if they do they're in danger of all the consequences of the law
1: well, that's the voice of Michael Swain, who's Executive Director of Freedom of Religion on the line to us. It's 22 minutes after 11. Let's take a quick break and then we'll continue with this discussion. When I think back to my childhood, geographically, it reminds me of a time where I was black and only black and only struggling, but at the same time, always reaching. For something more, something bigger in a South Africa that was hostile?
2: Hello, Africa. This is 1000 African Voices, and I'm your host, Avurengui. Join me on Channel Africa every Thursday morning between 8 and 9, and on Saturday and Sunday morning between 9 and 10. Rise, Africa, rise. Channel Africa from an
0: African
1: perspective. Building Africa with love. Bujambo Africa. If there are holes in this continental ship, we are its children. Let us go and stop the holes. Let us gladly do it with our hearts, and if we cannot, then let us die. We will make a plug of our brains and put them into the ship, but condemn it never. Catch us on Channel Africa from 10 to 11 a.m. every Friday, and Sundays from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Welcome back to African Dialogue. I'm Ayanda Mkwanazi. A reminder that African Dialogue comes to you every Monday to Friday at 1100 hours Central. Central African Time. You're welcome to interact with us on our Twitter handle at Channel Africa. You can also SMS your views to plus two seven seven nine six nine five seven nine three zero. Please send us an email at info at channelafrica.org and if you're listening to us from America, you may call us on 605 475 1711. Well, on, the, on this morning we are looking at the Constitutional Court's ruling on spanking of children. It's made it unconstitutional for parents to spank their children and we're on the line to Carmen de Foss who's a senior social worker and counseling supervisor at the parent center also Michael Swain who's the executive director of freedom of religion and Maike Hegbracht who's the chief of child protection and social policy at UNICEF South Africa. Maika, if I can take this part of the conversation with you. You know, I, I my concern is that we're not giving the parents enough options here. With this ruling, what do we say now to parents just to simplify it? If a parent were then to say, how then do I discipline my child?
2: So thank you so much for that question. I think it is a very clear signal to the parents to indicate that um, um any form of corporal punishment is, um, is perceived as a form of, uh, of a violence against children. And that is not uh, what was aimed to achieve the right to dignity uh, for children as right holders. So it is very important to make a shift from any form of physical touch or punishment to, uh, to positive parenting, quality dialogue and interaction and really demonstrate that from the beginning when you raise a child, you create a positive relationship that allows you thereafter to discuss, you know, um, clear expectations of a child um, and clear um, rules of regulation in the home, family time, and to redirect negative behavior of a child um, and replace it with a more acceptable one. Mm -hmm. So it is very important to communicate concrete examples of positive parenting that allow for quality dialogue and interaction with the child, listen to the child's voice, follow the child's initiative, follow up with the child's school, and listen to the emotional, social stories and needs of these children so that you can respond adequately. Now, what is not easy in South Africa is that the majority of heads of household are led by women who often are in a situation of toxic and chronic this stress on combining all the roles and responsibilities in the day, financially and emotionally, The therefore important to support parents through peer support groups, dialogue, workshops, in this positive parenting, um, and, and help them with concrete tools on how to dialogue on mm-hmm. difficult topics, um, which, which is showing already very positive results. And the Department of Social Development is therefore rolling out a national campaign on positive parenting with support from different partners, including UNICEF. And it's important to strengthen the families and strengthen the family structure, also to encourage fathers to play a positive role uh, in their role as parents and encourage them to take an active role in support of their partner to raise their children together.
1: Now, now, Michael, maybe you can come in here because I'm just wondering, when did we reach this point where we are saying that, you know, physically touching or, or smacking your child is, is illegal now? Because, I mean, culturally and as far as I can remember, traditionally, that's how we were raised uh, with knowing that if you don't do the right thing, you'll get smacked.
0: Yeah, that, that is now basically the law of the land. If, if you do in any way, shape or form physically correct your child by a touch, that has been described or decided by the court as an act of violence. And therefore, that is no longer your option at all. So, yes, you can do all these other wonderful courses and they're all good and great. And there are always, obviously... Are ways of disciplining children that do not involve physical correction and typically it's used as a last resort not a first resort mm-hmm. and as i said if it's violence then obviously it's always been illegal and, and unlawful and prosecutable under law but the problem is now that that has been taken away in other countries they've i think taken a more sensible approach number one they've given it to parliament to decide parliament is our democratically elected body representing all of us should surely be making this type of law that affects all of us rather than the courts the court here has made the law rather than interpreted it but That that having been said, in other countries, they've gone for what's known as a calibrated approach, where, for example, you can only use an open hand to a part of the body that won't cause any harm or damage, like maybe the buttocks or, 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 or a hand. It mustn't leave a mark. It mustn't injure the child. So they've defined what this defense has meant rather than simply outlaw it altogether. But now it's outlawed, literally, the lightest flick, the lightest slap on the wrist of a parent of a child, if seen and reported, will result in a criminal prosecution, and if convicted a lifetime criminal record. It's okay. really not going to be helpful.
1: Who will be responsible for policing this decision in your view, Michael?
0: Well, everybody's going to be policing it. Mm. People can, Children can report parents. Neighbours can report their parents, uh, which has happened in other countries. Husbands oh, and wives report each other in divorce and custody proceedings mm. so that one can get an upper hand. So it, 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 it has been used often. And has had overseas and internationally, where it has been applied, disastrous effects on the society. So that's unfortunately now the situation that we are left with in South Africa. As I said at the beginning, this is now a vast social experiment. Mm -hmm. And if, if we follow the course of other nations it's going to end very badly for some people at least.
1: Mm-hmm. Carmen, do you have anything to add there? Because I, I want us to, to start looking at you know, the way forward because this is now in law. Uh, I, I don't think that parents are going to continue debating this in their homes for a very long time. But, I mean, what do we do now in the meantime? Parents, you are saying, come to you voluntarily, asking for advice. Do you think that's something that will be sustained uh, in the long term?
3: Okay, so I mean, so I think that the work really starts now, so I mean the ruling the ruling was less than less than a week ago, mm-hmm. and part of the ruling also mentions the fact that there has to be national drives, there needs to be national campaigns, national awareness regarding this. Um, the change isn't going to come overnight, but I think we we really need to start encouraging parents to be more open minded towards the change um, and to start thinking of of alternative ways of of discipline mm-hmm. um. But it's a work for the NGOs, the department, and obviously it would have a big, big implication nationally, financially, all of that in terms of funding. Um, but the, the change needs to start and, and we need to start it now. If we're wanting to change the cycle of violence within our country, um, again, the change needs to start. The change needs to start at home. Um, and that's all physical touch is seen as, is seen as, as harmful. Um, mm-hmm. disciplining your child when you're sitting on the bed, having a conversation, your hand on her hand after the conversation you're giving a hug. It's physical touch, it's also discipline, but it's done in a respectful manner. Mm-hmm. And that is what we're encouraging, that we need to start changing our mind shift, um, being aware of of discussing consequences to behavior. Um, because in the long run, we're wanting our children to be, to be self-disciplined. We're wanting them to know that Feeling is wrong, not just feeling when my mommy can see me is wrong, but feeling in general is wrong. Eating is wrong, whether my mommy sees me, eating somebody else or not. It needs to be from an inner conviction for children to truly believe, um, and that comes from, from our values, and that is what we need to be passing on to our children.
1: Mm. What are some of the comments that are coming from parents at the Parent Center <laughs> when it comes to these new measures that you are assisting them with uh, in terms of implementing when they discipline their children? Are they, are they working?
3: So uh, parents, or, parents have different views. So I already mentioned that there are some parents who are willing mm. um, and who are coming voluntarily. Then there are parents who come to our training. And, you know, with the first two sessions, um, parents will strongly feel that, you know, it's not just about listening. How do we discipline? How do we discipline? But as we go further along, parents also they need to um, have the courage to take responsibility for their role in, in, in the children children's behavior, for example. So when I'm thinking, when we do our session on self-esteem mm. and we speak about how we treat our children, so when we're constantly giving threats, when we're answering them with sarcasm, when we're when we belittling them or we're constantly blaming and accusing them, um, we ask parents, how do children feel when they're constantly being blamed and accused? Um, and then we need to look at what is our role, maybe. How can we help our children... Um, to deal with their feelings and to be able to express it in a more positive way. But we need to look at our own. We need to acknowledge that if I'm gonna constantly put down belittle um my child, my child's gonna end up with having a lot of negative feelings and that negative feelings is gonna come out in a negative behavior. Um, so parents need to be more open minded in terms of the way in terms of the way forward.
1: Micah, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts?
3: So
2: I succumb um, everything what she just said, um and what is being emphasized is that non-punitive met- methods are much more effective in the long term if you mm-hmm. are able to establish um, a dialogue and a quality interaction between the parent and the, and the child. What Michael also said before is that parenting isn't easy. So it's very important for caregivers, especially in a situation of distress, to take care of themselves first, evaluate the situation, discuss it with the partner or a peer, If you don't know how to respond to difficult behaviour, for you know, of teens and uh, substance abuse, those kind of complex cases, discuss it, calm down, control your anger, and only thereafter make a plan on how to address these issues uh, that are complex and sensitive. So it's important Mm -hmm. also to look at self-care and uh, recognize that it's not always uh, even easy to, to do the parenting and make pl- make plans for how to address some complex uh, situations.
1: Hmm. That's the voice of Maike Herprakt, who's the Chief of Child Protection and Social Policy at UNICEF South Africa. It's 25 minutes to 12. Let's take a last break and then we get our final comments. In each and every one of us, there, there is, is a purple and grace. We were all meant to shine. It is up to an individual to, to realize, realize that, that pebbles. Don't
3: ever let somebody tell you. You can't do something. Join
1: me, Amanda Machaga, on Life by Design, where I will be talking to people who share their journey on how they discovered their purpose with the hope to inspire you to to live your life life by design. Design. Tune in to Life by Design for your dose of of Monday Monday motivation motivation every Monday at 8 a.m. Central African time and at 2 a.m. the following day. Life Life by by Design, Design. be the architect architect of your life. Only on Channel Africa, the African African perspective. Attention to our listeners. The first hour of Africa Digest will not be broadcast on Channel 802 on the DSTV audio bouquet. The 1700 Hours show will only be found on shortwave and online on www.channelafrica.co.za. Please note that this only applies to the 1700 Hours Central African Time show. The 1900 Hours Central African Time program will be back on all the platforms. Channel Africa giving you an African perspective. Thank you for choosing African Dialogue. A reminder that in less than 10 minutes time we're going to get an update from Tracy Bomgard followed by with the sports news with Figile Lingwati. Well, the question is no longer to spank or not to spank. The Constitutional Court has ruled that spanking of a child is unconstitutional, a ruling that was delivered last week stating that reasonable and moderate parental chastisement could end you up in jail. Michael Swain, let's conclude here. You know, I feel that parents are also becoming... Um, are being led into a narrow road because children are really uh, experiencing a lot of challenges. There's so many things, so, so many social ills and uh, challenges that children and teenagers are, are, um, are faced with. And I mean, with the road narrowing on discipline, it's also hard to, to sort of say to a child what is wrong and what is, is, is correct. So going forward now, I mean, you were saying that implications will be far reaching for, for parents.
0: Yes, absolutely. And obviously, there are alternative ways and it's good that there are initiatives now that are going to be perhaps making those more broadly known and broadly available. But that isn't in place now today. So from now on, well, actually, since the judgment, if you have touched your child in any way to discipline them or if you do in the future, then you will be committing a criminal offence. The other problem, of course, which we haven't mentioned and I think is well worth mentioning, Mm. is that if you are a parent who has a religious conviction, and many religions do have this type of conviction, that some form of physical discipline of your child, correction of your child, should be. In fact, God actually expects it of you as a parent. Well, you're no longer allowed to do that, and the state has therefore overridden or basically interpreted your religious rights. So you, as a parent, must now be faced with a pretty chilling responsibility or choice between: Do I obey the the the, 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 the God who I serve, the God who I believe? with the eternal consequences that that may have if you don't, or do I obey the state? And that is precisely why it was so important also to respect freedom of religion rights in this case, but they have also been overridden. And the question is, where to from here? Because if the state can interfere in that aspect of your interpretation of your uh, belief or opinion, then it obviously could extend that further. Mm. So all in all, very, very concerning judgment, very bad for parents, and many parents, I think, will now be facing uh, who are loving and well-meaning criminal consequences for simply trying to raise their child as they see fit and in their best interests.
1: Carmen Defos, what are your closing um, sentiments to this discussion? Okay.
3: Um, so from our side, so the Parent Center was part of many other uh, children rights lobbyists, including Children's Institute and that. Um, and we even were backed up by some of our churches, also for example, the uh, Catholic Bicho, uh, Bishops' Council, um, Rabbi Goldstein, the Methodist Church. Um, but I think again, just in closing arguments to say that we... We are to support parents, um, we acknowledge that parenting is challenging, all we can do is we encourage parents to be appropriate role models and when they are thinking about disciplining their children, to actually ask the question, what would I be teaching my child when I say or do this? So when I say certain words or when I do certain behaviour, what am I actually teaching my child? Is this really discipline? And how am I actually teaching my child to become resilient and to become self disciplined?
1: Mayike, mm. what are your parting shots? So thank you so
2: much for having me on the interview. Um it is in the best interest of the child to achieve discipline and positive parenting without causing any harm. Undermining the fundamental rights of the child, and to find ways to respect the child in a non-violent manner, um, and 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 create quality dialogue and interaction. And that's a process. It starts from the uh, from in the womb, but it is the mo- the longest-lasting um, way to invest in the well-being of children, uh, so that they can grow up. Free from violence and fear. Mm. Because fear also paralyzes the mind and development of the mind, and it has negative consequences lifelong on the well being and the health of a child. So it's in the best interest of the child to make sure that children grow up in a loving and nurturing environment.
1: Well, that's the voice of Maika Hegbert, who's the Chief of Child Protection and Social Policy at UNICEF South Africa. She was also joined by Michael Swain, who's the Executive Director of Freedom of Religion and Carmen de who's a Senior Social Worker, Parent Education Facilitator and Counseling Supervisor at the Parent Center. Well, thank you so much to all three of you for joining me and helping us with this very difficult discussion which I really think will go into the future for a very long time thank you so much thank Thank
3: you. you
1: thank you very much thank you so much well this is african dialogue we'll be back after this